Okay, so I'm going to pull up a Da Vinci quote that I've mentioned before, and I'm just going to rhyme it off again here. Your soul inhabits your body, and if you'd like an indication of the state of a man's soul, observe how he looks after the place he keeps it. Now, I'm attributing that to Leonardo da Vinci, but when I copied it and put it into a Google search to prove that it was actually by him, it's not pulling up a whole pile. So, look, it may be him, it may not be him. But I suppose in one sense, that's the beauty of what I do here. The specifics of what I say are never really the point. It's the sentiment. So I might get the quote maybe slightly wrong and I might attribute it to the wrong person. But Big Swing and Mickey, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't really matter. As I've said endlessly before, this ain't no degree course. This is essentially just the musings of a madman. But the reason I wanted to rhyme off that quote in particular was because of what I said yesterday in relation to the body essentially being a projection of the soul that we can tell by what we call our, quote, body language, end quote, what kind of mood somebody is. So your body is essentially a projection of how well we're doing psychologically, what our mood is like on a moment-to-moment basis. You can spot it a mile away, as I spoke about briefly before. And that, talking about the body in that sense, rounded off the trinity of the mind, body and soul. But in the same way that your soul and your mind inhabit your body, your body inhabits your environment. And we are products of our environment to an alarming degree. And it's, it's, your environment is a very broad, it's a broad sweeping generalization, basically, your environment. Like, what, what's my environment in this current moment as I speak? Well, my environment is the cab of my van, because that's where I'm sitting. I have the microphone hanging up, I have my phone propped up on a little display thing, and I'm chatting away to use cunts. And outside of the van, because the van has windows, I can see a nicely mowed lawn, nicely trimmed hedges, and... The yard is clean, the, the, the place is looking well. But that's very specific. It's very specific to a place in time because it's my environment right at this moment in time. But you could zoom back out and say, well, my environment is the Northern Hemisphere. Or you could zoom out even further and say, my environment is planet Earth. But when I say that your body inhabits your environment, like what, what am I talking about? Is it on a moment-to-moment basis where you are at any given point in time? Is it the planet? Is it fucking further? Do you want me to zoom further out and say that your environment is the solar system? I think you've zoomed out just, just a tad too much. I think the planet is probably too much. Ireland is closer, it's better than the Northern Hemisphere. But even on the island of Ireland, I mean, you could be living in a complete shithole or you could be living in a palace. You could have your dream job, your calling, your vocation, or you could be stuck in a dead-end loop of endless call centres or factory work or assembly line work or or whatever it is, pick your poison. And I suppose timelines are relative to your environment because somewhere that you spend more time than others is going to be more part of your environment than somewhere you spend less time. So I, I spend a, a certain amount of time in and around lakes in Ireland, but it makes up, you know, half a percent of the year, if, if even, probably one-tenth of one percent of the year I spend in or around a lake. So yes, it's part of my environment, but not a large part. A much, much larger part 
would be my home where I live with my wife and two kids. And we could think about our homes in terms of our square footage, how big it is. Or we could think in different terms, we could think of how extravagantly decorated it is or not. Or how clean it is. Or how much of a home it is as opposed to a house. Like I've been in many houses and I've been in many homes and there's a big fucking difference. A house is for the most part four walls, a roof, a few windows and a few doors. But a home is where you feel safe. Or at least where you should feel safe and where your kids feel safe. But even within the the microcosm of the home, I don't spend nearly as much time in my attic as I do my sitting room. And I don't spend nearly as much time in my sitting room as I do my bedroom. So, like most things, it's relative. So when you're talking about your environment, I suppose the most important thing in relation to your environment, or which environment that you're speaking of, is where you spend most of your time. Because that's the most relevant environment, in this case at least. And I suppose the more time you spend in any particular environment, the more time you spend in, in any particular one indicates the importance of said environment. So if you visit a public toilet once every two months, even if you've been doing it for the last 20 years, it's part of your environment to a degree, but it's not a massively influential part of your environment. Wherever you spend the bulk of your time, that's, that, they're the important places. They're the places that you need to get right. They're the places that you need to be psychologically and emotionally aligned to. And I suppose what I mean by that is there are the places that it's important that you feel at home, even though it's not your your home per se. Let's say it's your work environment. You need to be at peace there. You can't you can't hate to be in something that makes up a large part of your environment. Because that can only negatively affect you in the short and long term, but obviously in particular the long term. Because there's a, a compounding effect. If you're in a perpetually shitty environment, endlessly, like you're, you're stuck in a job you hate for years, or you haven't tidied your house, or it's not the way you would want it per se, that has a, that has a damaging effect to us, on us. And as far as I'm concerned, at least, the more order that you can put on your environment generally, the better you will be psychologically, or soulfully, or spiritually, or all in any way that you can conceptualise. And I suppose what the analogy that's coming to mind now is I've spoken before about this idea that your personality shouldn't be at odds with your life. If you're a really introverted person, you really shouldn't be in an extroverted person's job and vice versa. And the exact same thing can be said for your environment. If you're just sticking with personality, if you're a very orderly person and you like having a place for everything and having everything in its place and you like the place, you know, neat and tidy and all the rest of it. If you're in a messy environment, you'll struggle to be psychologically as sound as you would be in an environment that you are better suited to. And I suppose to give somewhat of a crude example, put a fish into a birdcage and see how happy it is. Or vice versa. In another recent episode, I mentioned the idea that your body is a container for the for the soul and for the psyche. Now, it's not just that. I didn't mean to to limit it to that. It's also a projection of your of your soul and your psyche, I suppose. 
but it, it still is a container and your environment is a, is a similar container for you as, as a whole. So your, your body, your mind and your soul combined. Your, your environment is a container for you in its entirety. Another aspect of your environment that's kind of critically important to understand is that there are aspects of your environment which are under your control and there are aspects of your environment that aren't. Like living where we do at our latitude in Ireland, we have certain amount of hours of sunlight during the summer and a certain amount of, certain amount of sunlight during the winter. Now that makes up part of your environment, but it's a part of your environment you can't really affect. You're kind of stuck with it. It's like the weather or your climate, wherever you're from. What you have is what you have, and and that's essentially it. But how tidy you keep your bedroom, or how tidy you keep your car, or how tidy you keep your workspace, or your lawns, or your hedges, or your attic, or your windows, or whatever it is that is meaningful to you, those kind of things are under your control. And I suppose in the same sense that your personality shouldn't be at odds with your occupation, you and your entirety shouldn't be at odds with your environment. I mean, if, if you have a, a deep love and passion of, I don't know, fucking forests or mountains, you shouldn't live anywhere where you don't have access to those things. But then again, if you're born into an environment that doesn't have those things, no matter how much you may want them or need them, you, like you, can't, you, can't, you can't throw up a mountain or just throw up a forest at will. But you can at the very least be aware of it. And if, you're, if there's something lacking in your life that you can't get access to, then you have to start looking at alternatives. Join a fucking rock climbing gym. Or find yourself a community of like-minded people who pine for the same things that you, you're missing, that pine after the same things that you're missing, whatever it may be. Because people are an integral part of our environment. The types of people that we hang around with the types of people that we, we choose to associate with. You're stuck with certain people to a degree. You're stuck with your family, and for the most part, you're stuck with your boss and your co-workers and all the rest of it. But to whatever degree you have control over who you have in your life, you should be tailoring those people as best you can and limiting them to the types of people who make you feel feel better about yourself. Or at the very least, you should limit your exposure to people who make you feel shit about yourself. And I suppose what's coming out of the wash here is the importance of identifying the types of environment that you thrive in. Making a conscious effort to be in that environment, whether it's down the pub with your mates or at the Liverpool game or in the gym or whatever it is, the cycling club or the walking group or whatever it is. It could be an online environment. It could be a chat room or whatever that you're fucking involved in it doesn't matter what matters first and foremost is a that you're aware that your environment affects you on a deep level and b that to a degree at the very least you're in control of your environment or that you can take charge of your environment and you can choose to in some circumstances at least the amount of time you spend in environments that either A, are good for you or B, are bad for you. You want to obviously increase the amount of time in good environments and decrease the amount of time you spend in bad environments. And what that's bringing to mind is this idea that it's not just where you are, 
but it's what's in where you are. So if you're the type of person that struggles with a, a drinking problem, for example, like the pub probably isn't the best environment for you. And the same can be said if you have a, a propensity to stuff your face full of fucking chocolate and biscuits and all the rest of it. And in any environment where that kind of stuff is to hand and readily available, there are types of places that they're essentially bad for you. There are, there are good and bad environments. And we get to choose to a degree at least how much time we spend in each of these environments. And again, an integral part of your environment is the people who, who surround you, the people who populate your existence on this planet. And their needs and wants and desires ideally will be aligned to yours because if you're surrounded by people with similar goals to you, whether it be to, to get fitter or to quit smoking or to not drink as much or to get out and about or go running or, or whatever it is, it, it doesn't matter. Insert your own personal preference here. The more that you can align yourself with like-minded people and align yourself with environments that better suit you as a person, the, the better your life will be. And in an effort to, to close out what I feel has been somewhat of a, of a rambling podcast, I don't mind that for a number of reasons. A, the harder something is for me to express, the more aware I am of my, of, of my lack of understanding of it. And the better, the better I can get at, A, identifying my weak points, the better I'll be able to be at improving those weak points. And a weak point that I've identified about myself, aside from not fully having comprehended the importance of environment, one thing that my environment is lacking is people to talk to about the types of things that I talk about on the podcast. So what I've been tying with for the last while, the, the idea I've been tying with for the past while is the idea of a live event. It's been kind of off the cards for the last two years, what with fucking COVID and all the rest of it. But these days, everywhere's open and people can meet and greet and all the rest of it. And what's been rattling around the head of late is the idea of doing a live version of one of these episodes. So if I was to pick, I don't know, some fucking back room in one of the pubs in Navan, and if I could... If I could get five people to fucking contact me and say, do you know what, Frano, I go to that, then it'd be worth actually having because five people is enough. Five is a bigger, five people is a bigger crowd I've ever spoken to before in relation to the whole off the lead thing, in person at least. Because one of my main reasons in, in hindsight of setting up the whole off the lead thing was to create an environment where like minded people could come together and could get to know each other and we could. Uh, have deep and meaningful conversations about all manner of different things. Not limited to just the types of things that I tend to talk about on the podcast, but just life in general, because there's something to that idea that, you know, steel sharpens steel and a rising tide floats all boats and all that crack. So if you've, if you've an interest in going to something like that, or maybe even just going to a meet and greet of f other people who enjoy what it is that I do, or at least what I strive to do, then get get in touch. Send me a message on Facebook, off the lead's Facebook page, or off the lead official on Instagram is probably the best bet. And on that note, I'll chat to you tomorrow.